a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a rock. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expanding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this episode, guys, we have Ben Rosenberg hanging out with us, and he goes by the alias Merlin Mofo, which I will be linking all of the ways to find him, of course, down in the show notes, guys, so make sure that you check that out. He's also got a new website coming out called The Soul Whisperer that is linked down there as well. It promises to drop soon. Go ahead and, uh, like I did, I ran over there and put my email in, so he'll notify me as soon as it comes up because I've got to know more about this guy. Now, on this conversation, guys, we break the matrix apart. We talk really a whole lot about balancing out spiritualism, some of the do's and don'ts, some of the expectation versus reality that's going on and that's running rampant, rather, uh, around the spiritual community. Uh, we also talk about spiritualist traps, uh, duality, some hidden ancient history, which is fascinating. It ties into an idea that we were kicking around about AI controlling clones that have been here forever. And it's one of the coolest damn conversations ever. Ben is one of the most chillest, most amazing guys ever. And so y'all definitely checked him out uh, other than this conversation, which we're about to get to, but just a couple announcements here. So uh, check out the resource links located down in the show notes, guys. Uh, Food Forced Abundance, get that freedom from fear on. If you want to start your own podcast, use who I host through, which is Libsyn. That link will give you two months free. If you are going to buy anything at all on Amazon, running through our link, it helps the show. Other than that, you've got Opus, the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support. They can help you out with all of your time slip, uh, paranormal, or uh, contact needs there. So definitely uh, give them a look, see if that's something you're called to do. Down there as well, guys, is going to be expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where you can find full episodes to everything. Go ahead and sign up to become an insider. That's how you can do it. Now, you're going to get bonus episodes. You get the complete episodes. You get all kinds of cool stuff. If you want to bump it up, there's a couple more tiers there where it dips into all sorts of extra, extra big stuff. So uh, we're making a lot of changes on the show, guys. I'm looking forward to you following with me and coming along on this ride with me as we venture into new waters. And I'm super grateful for everybody that's been listening up to this point. I look forward to continuing this and growing it even further. Uh, Another challenge for you guys, if y'all are out there listening and you find the show valuable, go on back in the archive there, find your favorite episode and just share the shit out of it. Uh, That's a great way to get everybody to get a little bit more of this show on their radar. And who knows, you know, what kind of reception that will bring and who knows what kind of people will go, you know what, I'm actually super into that and you're like say what and they're like i know i'm so glad i shared that episode with you see how this works it's already it's already working out great okay guys so all of that stuff linked down in the show notes thanks again for all of that and let's get to this dope as shit conversation with ben rosenberg 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, everybody out there in listening world, welcoming to the show. We have Ben Rosenberg. Ben, you are a badass, man. I've caught a few of your videos. We are super in alignment, and you and I are just going to break the matrix apart today, and then we've got quite a few things that I want to clear up in the spiritual community with you, which I'm a, a great fan of the fact that you have such a wonderful point of view on this, and that's something I'm very excited to talk to you about. So if you don't mind, man, for my audience that's not too familiar with you, just let us know a little bit about you, brother. Of course, Brandon, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's an honor, of course. Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, majority of my life has been about experience. Um, inevitably, we meet a lot of people through life that are very literal. You know, they've read lots of documentation, but they necessarily haven't been through the experiences. And I, I hated reading. I was personally, as a youngster, um, had an IQ test. Expectations were put on me very highly then because I was probably a little bit above the average, you know, without blowing smoke at my own ass. So immediately the pressure was on me, undiagnosed ADHD as well. So I was a perpetual joker in school. I was a bit of a, a jock, a bit of a, a sport nut because um, I loved being active. But I just couldn't apply myself. And was that actually my brain or was that my soul saying, fuck that, this is all bullshit, dude? You know, um, so a bit about me. I've experienced a lot. I've had a really good life in relation to up to this point. Yeah, so far, <laughs> right? So far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so far. Um, and yeah, and not everything is what people perceive it to be. So my intention, my purpose, uh, my pull is to get people back into their soul because that's what we are. We're just, we're a soul in human form. And we all know this, but it's just the mind and the soul and the difference between, which is what is the kind of breaking point with a lot of people. You know, you nailed it with that. And one of the things that uh, is very interesting that I'd love to talk to you about today is the expectation versus reality, and especially the soul versus the human experience. So there's this idea in spirituality that um, you have to be ultra detached from this world in a way. They, they don't come out and say this. You know, they use the word grounded a lot, but they say grounded uh, in a way that's not very grounding in my mind. Now, I'm, I'm pretty literal and logical when it comes to this kind of stuff. So like you, I registered pretty high as a, at a young age on the intelligence spectrum, and I will toot my own horn. Thank you. I'm very proud of that. And I'm proud of you for doing <laughs> that too. Uh, and so, yeah, the normal stuff, you know, was boring to me. I, I was constantly getting in trouble in school, joking around, class clown, all of that. But it's not because I was seeking attention or distraction, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Um, but mainly it was because I was bored. And I know that you probably have gone through that as well. And I know I've, I've spoken to a lot of people that talk about this. Now, back to the expectation versus reality. It seems, again, that there are, is a large sect of the spiritual community that wants you just to remember that you're an infinite being and that all times exist. And that's awesome and fun as hell to think about. It doesn't, in my mind, really help you when you're driving down the road or when you are interacting in this place or when you're faced with decisions that affect you in a very, I'm just going to say 3D way, right? In a very human physical experience way. And I think that this is something I'm, I'd, I'd really like to talk to you about today is kind of blending the human experience that we have here and the expectation or understanding that we've gained through these greater understandings that we really are a spiritual being having a human experience and to not get lost in either side of that, right? So really what I'm really hoping to talk to you about today is balance and balancing out spirituality, like I said, the expectation versus the reality. So what what are your thoughts on, on what I just said there, on all of that? Okay. Um, 
Right. So, later, I'm going to do a bit of a Jim Carrey reverse bit. Okay, so <laughs> right. let's take it back to the, the key wording, right? So, how many of the spirituality group, how much of them tell you that you are a spiritual being experiencing a physical reality? Yeah, everybody. And, you know, you kind of stem it back, it goes to a bit of the, you know, the new age stuff, Dolores Cannon, and you start to peel it back. It's, it's an incepted belief. Okay, because the reason why I say this is because we are very layered like a Chinese, sorry, a Russian doll, right? So at the core is our soul, right? And people forget, right, that the soul, without our soul, we're just a vessel, right? We could just be AI in many respects. Mm. So the soul is what makes us. Now, around the soul is our spirit. Our spirit is formed from our physical existence. So if I was to cark it now, if Ben was to die, okay, my physical vessel would just go and perish, right? But there would still be a, um, an electrical imprint, right? Which is what a spirit, a ghost is. It's an electrical imprint of me that exists in the different spectrum of light. Now, this is where the confusion comes in. And a lot of people are putting a lot of weight on the spirituality stuff, which is tying in with the metaverse, with the new world order, with all this agenda that's being pushed. And at the core, we are soul. And this is where I, I meet quite a lot of friction because people invest a lot of energy and time into this belief system. They've researched, they've spent hours, and they've maybe been on courses or programs, and they've spent their life dedicating to spirituality and meditating and chakra realignment and blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on. If you have a look at the spirituality industry, at the moment, it's valued at about $86 billion, Right. Now, if that doesn't speak volumes, I don't know what does. Now, I know, I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, but, you know, Ben, you're, you're, um, you charge people. And, yeah, it's my living, but I don't charge people to learn about the spirituality and all that new age stuff. I help them get back to who they are at the core, which is a soul. Um, so I suppose, sorry, long, long answer there, uh, Brand. It's, it's an indoctrination, I feel. Well, which is leading us down a different path. Could could not agree more, man. Um, and and that's kind of the way that I've been viewing it lately. Because like a like any good experience, you need to experience the pendulum, the extremes, right? And so, man, you know, we we talk about quite a bit on here. And there's there's so many people that I talk to that have really changed their lives based on the understandings that we're not bashing here. By the way, we're just speaking openly and honestly about because there's a ton of value in it. I say this with religious with religious uh, systems. There's a ton of value in that ego structure. There's a lot of value in kind of viewing this place as a little bit more magic, even though it's, you know, got a ton of training wheels on it, right? Uh, but it, there's still value in that, and especially the communal aspect of it. And then, of course, that goes extreme. But what what I think that a lot of folks have been experiencing, especially all the new people waking up, air quotes, right now, uh, is that they jump balls deep into the Dolores Cannon stuff, which I love Dolores Cannon as an idea, as a concept, as a way of kind of articulating, you know, and she puts wonderful, she paints a beautiful picture about what we seem to be seeing around us now, rather. Now, I'm not a, uh, you know, but Dolores Cannon also on another side of this can get way too indoctrinated, exactly like what you said. It gets a little religious-y for me. And that's, that's the point in which it diverges. Now, the question, I guess, really is, is for those who experience a spiritual path, some people think it's all or nothing, you know, and I went through this. I was like, well, I either believe in all of it or I don't believe in any of it, right? It's either 
you are the most powerful creator on the universe and you can do anything you want or you can't. And that's not true. But even in that, there's nuance. And so this is one of the major things that I've been really investigating a lot lately is just kind of detaching from the... I'm going to say religious ideologies that are really wrapped up into a lot of the ritual and a lot of the um, split between 5D, 3D, all this kind of stuff. Like we're good and we did the right thing. We checked the right box intellectually or ideologically. And so therefore we figured it out. We're going to go to this super awesome place called the 5D and all of our friends and family that we couldn't reach are going to stay back in the third D. And it's kind of, you know, it's shitty either way. You're like, well, I want, you know, them to be happy too. And then I also am proud of myself for doing this work and, so again, yeah. it, it, it divides things. And so, you know, really is, is there a middle ground? Is there a balance? Dude, dude, you hit, you hit the nail on the head, divide and conquer, right? How about this? Let me throw this one out there. The 144,000. Do you know how many people I've said, Hey, Hey guys, guys, I'm one of the 144,000. And then you're like, well, what about the guy with ticket number 144,001? Right. Unlucky. Sorry, mate. It's bullshit. It's divide and conquer. Right. And, and I think this probably leads quite nicely into that part of how we are divided, not just externally by the division of light, the spectrum of light, but mentally. So these belief systems, whether it's Sikh, uh, you know, Christianity, Buddhism, Taoism, whatever it might be, right, we are divided in those beliefs. And then you could take it into the educational. So if you think of a big apple pie, right? <laughs> I know where your mind went then. <laughs> Not like Jim, you know, but, right. <laughs> so then you cut it up, cut up this pie, right, into a zillion slices. That is like how people's minds are divided because you've got this, um, this race, let's say, uh, let's call it the Caucasian race, or you know the African American race, or the Chinese, or you know the, the Indian East Eastern race, and they're all divided, right? But at the core, our uniting front is our soul, yeah. Because we're all soul. It doesn't matter, you know. If I take my skin off, you know, I'm still a soul within. Um, so it's 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 really interesting. Yeah, it is just dividing, conquer, and then you see a lot of people on again on social media pushing these beliefs now what if i was, let me put this to you brandon how about this what happens if we have actually been used as 3d printers to create our very own prison you know it, the irony of the term 3d printer is brilliant yes because we've printed a fake unauthentic fake reality over this one where it could be 5d here and you know uh, the idea of 5d guys is what i'm talking about and you know uh people talk about this with the moon matrix i know david ike talks about this that really there's kind of a a net of illusion that's been cast over this entire reality that really doesn't reflect the way that it could work but it's engineered and designed in a way that's a little malicious that actually you know divides people further and further and further and when you talk about like this idea of unity consciousness that's what it is right unity and so here in this place whatever this is it seems to be that the tactic of divide and conquer meaning divide spirit into as many segmented disgruntled parts of itself as possible so is it not to reassemble itself into one and become actual unity consciousness that seems to be the name of the game here and it seems to be just a big chess game where all of these pieces are being moved around and one wins over sometimes and wins of course the subjective guys uh, but then also the other one kind of dominates a little bit 
And so you find this push and pull here, which zooming out a little bit, you can see duality in everything. So why wouldn't there be duality in the thing that we're most fond of ideologically, spirituality, even even at the understandings that we have that it's unity consciousness, that we're all one thing experiencing itself subjectively. And I think anything from there, you kind of start to filter the point through your own perception. Absolutely. Okay, so I suppose let's talk. Let's cover a couple of things on there as far as this, this illusion. So, as the sun is electromagnetic, the moon emits electromagneticism. Okay, the whole world we are bioelectromagnetic. So, one of the things that I remember feeling, and maybe hearing feeling before I came into body, was to not get attached. Now we within the human experience, we get attached because we look for purpose. What is the point? What is this? What is, right. What happens if the point of this life is actually to, to bring this illusion down? Now, attachment in my eyes is the belief system. So as a child, we didn't know fuck all, right? We didn't know anything, but right. But, but we're perfect, right? That, that perfect Brandon running around in the garden with the, you know, the, the hose pipe on and the slip and slide and, you know, running after the dogs, not giving a shit, right? That, that is soul, right? And that, that's purity. And from the word go, we're given an abacus. Now, some viewers out there, that's a calculator from the 80s, you know, minus. <laughs> but, you know, given an abacus is fun. You learn to, to count. So we've been programmed to be like robots. Look at all the movies. Look at everything that's been suggestible through time. The $6 billion man or $6 million man or, you know, um, Twiggy, Twiggy off uh, Buck Rogers, you know, to Robocop, to Inspector Gadget. You name all these TV shows. They're all depicting this kind of cyborg-esque reality where the man has become a machine. Johnny number five, short circuit. Right, in for input, input. And this is how and what has happened very much so at the moment is that everybody is being forced into the brain. Now, now the brain is the belief system, is the electrical circuitry of um, nucleus, let's call it, of our body. Our soul is the magnetic output. So it really is a battle, and I, I come up again against a lot of friction, from a lot of people who are invested too heavily and emotionally into what they've researched and analyzed and haven't been there myself. I was one of those people who used to believe in 5D, 7D, you know, dimensions and all this stuff that's getting pushed. And really what <laughs> the purity of the heart is the soul, right? And all the fear mongering about, you know, fear God and, you know, judgment day, this judgment day, that it's all keeping people in their minds again. So it's just, forgetting everything and just believing in you being as authentic as you can. Um, you know, going back to that state of running around in the garden, you know, questionably not naked now because you get done for it, but you know, I do it um, now. I do butt naked, <laughs> run around. It's fine. You should sun your butthole, everybody. It's actually great for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, JP Spears did that, didn't he? <laughs> uh, probably. That's why he's doing so great. Yeah. It's awesome, actually. Yeah, yeah. My wife turned me on to it, so I'm just like, whatever. And it's actually cool. So I literally, as a grown-ass man, still walk around naked outside, and that's fine. Dude, and I love it. it. That's amazing. I, I do as well. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Balls out. Balls out. 
Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. So I suppose in a nutshell, Brandon, it's it's we're really at a battle. So suicides at the moment have been higher than they ever have been. And we've got a lot of people in their minds and consuming information. You know, Trump lifted the censorship ban before he left office as well. So you've got to kind of ask questions as to why, why you know, you've got TikTok now, which is just booming. You know, it, look, if you, if you look at the pattern, the pattern of it all, it's just pointing to pushing people mentally, electrically, rather than being magnetic. And if you strip everything back, everything's about energy first. Right? So it's, it's the soul against the mind. And that's how I'm perceiving it at the moment. That's how I feel it at the moment. It's absolutely brilliant. I like in a nutshell, pun intended. I like the, I like the drop that you did there, real on the sly, under the under the radar. Uh, you know, and something that uh, I was thinking to this as well is, can you be attached to non-attachment? Can it be then an issue for you to be so attached to non-attachment that you're like that it's a problem to where you can't ground and connect with anything here? Do you think that that's possible? Absolutely. But and going back to your first point of balance. I absolutely agree. Yeah, we need that degree of balance. Look, you know, I know you mentioned your dog before we started the show. Um, a lot of p- single people out there, maybe who don't have families, you know, maybe if they're alone, I, I always recommend that they get a dog, right? Because a dog gives unconditional love. You feel that. And yeah, of course, there's that degree of emotional um, attachment that goes without saying. Um, but it's, again, having that balance, not where you're overwhelming, overbearing. But, you know, okay, that reciprocal love, absolutely. Yeah. And even uh, to dogs specifically, man, uh, ours, the reason, uh, audience, I'll let you in on this, the reason we were talking about it before we got started here is our, one of our little dogs here joined the Nope Rope Club, and she was the last one to get bit by a venomous snake, and she uh, joined that club last night. So, you know, we were watching her and, you know, shaking, eyes dilated, all that stuff. So, a uh, helpful tip for anybody out there, just so you can say that you learned something as well, uh, is is that if uh, your dog gets bit by a snake, don't freak out, uh, check the site. If it's warm and swollen, you're good to go. Cold and clammy, take it to a vet immediately. So as long as, and they handle snake bites great. They they do really, really well with it. And so about 24 hours, she's napping now. We've given her a little bit of Benadryl, just to kind of help with swelling and all that and just to make her comfortable and she'll be fine. We've had um, several snake bites living out here in the country and it just happens. But yes, man, now two dogs specifically as well. Something about... Th- the way that people operate here, like having a dog. I know a lot of people say, oh, I'll never get one because I get too attached and it hurts too much when they when when they pass on. <clears throat> now, I can empathize with this, but what I can't empathize with is denying not only yourself the joy, love, and companionship that you could get in the short amount of time that we get them, and then also denying that animal a safe, warm, wonderful, loving place to live its life out. This is what you do when you sacrifice the discomfort of the realities of this place and not allow yourself to feel joy just simply because you know that at some point it's going to be attached to a loss. Now, we will always have dogs in this family. I've outlived several of them, and it sucks. It really, really hurts. But one of the great things about this place is that you have the option to feel things like that in both respects. And so this is another thing spirituality kind of has been touting lately 
that, you know, or there's a massive part of it that just focuses on the light and love, feel great, don't worry about this, that, and the other. Uh, but it, it comes with a balance. And so this is, you know, you put up a, that wonderful meme of Baphomet, which is absolutely perfect because it is a balance or Christ and Baphomet is the way you had it and they were blended together. The, this idea of the balance between the things that we love and enjoy here and the things that we love and enjoy that come with the cost of loss or feeling like you've lost control or something like that. That is the balance. It's about enjoying the good things here, knowing that you're a spiritual experience, having a physical, you know, experience here, right. Or a spiritual being having a physical experience. This is the balance that we're talking about. So I completely agree, man. This, this is why this is so important. And I was so excited to get you on here because and we're just kind of venting here, to be honest, uh, you know, uh, audience here, you guys know that there's a lot of value I found in this and I'm not denying anybody's beliefs or anything like that. But I would be doing you, the listener audience, a disservice if I was not my most authentic self in everything that we talk about. And just like what we're saying here, the balance is important. So it's important to feel the light and love and love all of that stuff, but also to realize that there's some things that can be misleading that we just want you to kind of keep your eyes open for. So, uh, Ben, where, what was your first clue that the spiritual community was not what it was being advertised as, right? Like what they were saying it is, you were just kind of like, hang on, this is at odds with my observation and my reality. Sure, sure. That, great question. Um, okay, well, my, my, my journey, and I'll be covering this on my website when my website's up and running, because a lot of people have asked me how have I come to that conclusion. Now, I dedicated probably about five, six years of my life to spirituality, to all the practices, you know, I had the Christ consciousness, had the Kundalini, uh, experienced all these various um, shocks to the system. That's probably the best way of saying it, because that's what it is. It's like a, a sensory overload. And then probably my biggest pinnacle moment was I stopped smoking weed. Right. Now, I used to wake and bake for 20 years, right? Proud of it. I was at the time. And it was like, it was like my mask. Oh, it's protecting me. It's keeping me. Because at the time, I didn't realize I was ADHD. Well, that label. And again, I don't want to get into labels because that's probably another thing to, to rip apart at some point. But stopping weed. And within 24 hours, I felt and, and heard my soul. It just kicked in. And it was like, dude wake up now. Okay. This isn't real. You're not here to placate everybody and get all gooey eyed and, and we're here to rip this illusion apart. And since that day, that's what I've been doing, taking a sledgehammer to everything. Um, and <clears throat> from love, well, right. And this is, this is my issue with love, the love and light brigade. And that's what I call them. Love mm, and light brigade. I love it. My, my ex partner and I used to call that quite a lot, you know, oh, love and light brigade. Here we go. It's placating people, okay? Right, so it says, oh, I only accept positivity in my life. Newsflash, this fucking waking up is not positive, right, in this respect. It's making you a wet lettuce. And now people, and let's quickly take this into the Jesus teachings. Oh, turn the other cheek. What do you mean, be a bitch? So if somebody affects my, fa my family or hurts my family, I should go and let them finish the family off, yeah? No. So you've got to stand for your, and that's morals, right? That moral compass comes from within, you know, it, it's an inner, you know, that's soul, right? So what we've been embraced 
embraced in this indoctrination is basically turning us into wet lettuces in many respects. The love and light crew, oh, no, no negativity, please keep away from me. But guess what? In order to get to the core truth, you need to experience the negativities, the reality checks. Jay Hennehan, um and I were talking about this the other night, that actually uh, in the Bible, it's not the meek shall inherit the earth. That's a mistranslation of a mistranslation of a mistranslation. It's actually translated to mean something to the effect of those who know how to use a sword but don't have to. And this is the equivalent of, you you know, you'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. And the point of that is, and what the Bible's really saying in this, again, just a misappropriation of the actual truth that was in there, uh, is that you need to be able to be self-reliant, stand up for yourself, and not be a pushover. This meek, you know, the word meek, makes you super small and I'm little and I can't do anything. And that is that is what is being pushed into you guys. And this is this is not you guys listening, but the people who subscribe to these ideas, that is what you're signing up for. You are signing up for religious ideologies that tell you that you are super small and that you need them and that there's no way to God. There is a God, but the only way to get there is if you listen to them, you pay them tithing, and you do all of these things and you jump through these hoops, and then you'll live a wonderful life later. You won't live it now because you're not deserving of that, but you'll live it later on somewhere in the clouds with a bunch of harps and shit. And this idea to me, you know, even the mis- appropriation of the terminology that so many people are so in love with. Another uh, thing back to the blanket. So the blanket analogy also that we were using, uh, thank you again, Allie, is um, that this place seems to be woven in with two truths and a lie. And whenever I do this with a blanket analogy, you can see this beautiful, soft, wonderful blanket behind me here. We'll picture that as our reality. All of it's wonderful, inviting. It'll keep you warm. But then there's a strand of barbed wire woven through every other beam, right? So it's still going to serve its function. It's just not going to be comfortable. And it's not going to be something that you're going to want to tell friends about, right? Nobody's making blankets out there like that other than our reality, which is very interesting. So it, it seems to be that this discomfort is the illusion in it that really this disempowering this like meek uh, type of an ideal that you need this because you don't naturally have it that to me is the illusion uh what do you think about that i think that's a great analogy very much so it's it's the feeling is is that it's been designed this way for purpose is it to test us i don't know what kind of fucked up God would test you like that? <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so, I mean, you got to be one twisted mofo to do that, right? Yes. Now, what, what I would what I would say to all the to all the religious lot, to all those that read the Quran, the Bible, whatever biblical text it might be, your truth is within you. So, and what what we are conditioned to do again is to pray. Now, remember, everything's about energy harvesting from us right? Because we're bioelectrical beings, right? So whether you are channeling information going out, it's taken it out. Whether you're praying to Jesus, whether you're reading the Bible, right? Whether you're checking the Schumann resonance, whether you're listening to the angels, whatever, right? Everything is taking it outside of you. Now, from the moment we are traumatized as children, we fall out of love, love magnetism we demagnetize right so remember all these are just words brand you know we strip it right back to the core right we essentially have been demagnetized but then we're trying to give love to other people right so how can you give love to somebody else if you don't love yourself unconditionally 
right? And now we're taught that, oh, that's selfish, right? And that's just bullshit. The fact that if I choose not to get in that car with that person because it doesn't feel right, and guess what? They have a car crash. I self-love by making the right decision of not getting in that car. If I said fuck off to somebody because they, I didn't like the feel of them, right? Maybe I wouldn't say fuck off. You know, it's a bit blunt, but I'd say go away kindly. Um, and actually, they, they do something quite malicious. I'm protecting myself. So self-love isn't necessarily vanity or um, arrogance or anything like that, but actually honoring your inner decision. And so uh, ergo vis-a-vis, we sound like the architect now. Um, <laughs> so the point being, right, to all the, all the religious people that might be watching this is that if you if you love you, right, at the core, if you love your soul, your soul came from, if you want to call the original soul God, okay. But God is a man-made terminology. God didn't come down and say, right, okay, you're going to call me God. You're going to write a Bible and you're going to write this, this, and this. So what I would say is love you. By loving your soul, you are honoring the creator because energy before matter, your soul came before your physical body. So it's, again, reverse psychology. And I know I've kind of gone off, skipping down you know from your, your lovely blanket analogy but you're absolutely right that barbed wire is the mind it's it's so people are, i've got to read the bible i've got to pray i've got to get up my mat just love you love you and that's that's the main thing what well, i love this and when you said the soul is magnetic your body is electric electromagnetic system which i love the electromagnetic sun idea uh john lear talked a lot about that how there was no nuclear fission going on and we don't don't get started on how does that happen in a vacuum with no oxygen all that good stuff but anyway uh one of the interesting things that i was thinking of whenever you said this it made just so much sense so actually you really lit a fire here was is that if our soul is magnetic right and it's attracted to our true state or our highest state now let's say that you're able to choose that let's say you you pick that on the other side you basically say okay i'm going to be magnetized towards this and i'm going to align with those things then your brain would then be the mechanism to double enhance or like perpetuate that infinitum if you align it properly and it seems like the indoctrination period that we go through with parents that didn't know any better you know they were raised in the same system and it seems like this is what the illusion is especially for our generation is figuring this out then really what's happened is is that your brain has been skewed or perturbed and it's out of calibration because this is why perhaps again you just made me think of this why we experience a, a draw to something that we repel as we go towards it and it's simply because your mind is not geared to that or you're not being in resonant alignment or harmony or anything like that with the life that you really want. You know this because let's say, I mean, and this doesn't even have to be a woo-woo example. You can just say, okay, I love, you know, um, being in a relationship, but every time I'm in a relationship, I screw it up by wanting to punch them in the face every time I see them. Well, the action doesn't match the desire that you're attracted to. And so if your behavior or if how you feel about things you mentally interpret, then doesn't match up with the alignment that you're naturally drawn to. Yes, you're going to be repellent. Nobody's going to be, want to be in a relationship with you unless they're into that kind of thing. And then, of course, there's somebody out there for you. But what's really interesting about this, just the analogy that you that you said here is that perhaps because we do live in this dualistic universe or whatever, then maybe that there's some that are more drawn to and then therefore attract more, I don't want to say dark or evil, um, the opposite of, um, I guess, content and alignment and true purpose and all of that. They just, you know, attract chaos. And 
that's fine. There's there's definitely a place for that in this world because it's necessary for the evolution of everybody, right? If there was if everybody thing was just chill all the time, then things would just go to shit constantly because there's no harmony or balance. And so it seems like even at its core, the way that things operate here operate on this dualistic balancing out of energy. So super high vibe folks and there's super low vibe folks, but they need each other. You know, it's this bully versus men, uh, victim mentality. Bullies wouldn't exist if victims didn't exist. You need one to have the other. And I think one of the greatest psyops ever pulled on this entire place is that there's something called good and there's something called evil. God is good and the devil is evil and they are separate from one another. They don't have anything to do with each other. In fact, they don't want anything to do with each other. One wants the other destroyed. And this is the idea, like we were talking about, the love and light crew. And I love that. Now, I'm a boundless optimist. Like, I want it to be love and light, but I'm also pretty damn grounded in the real world in the sense that there are certain ways that things operate here that are way more conducive to you really moving forward rather than hiding a piece of yourself that is the together the most authentic you, but then it it distracts you from your actual mission here by seeking something or attempting to be in magnetic harmony with something that doesn't make sense to your mind. And this is, I think, where a lot of the disharmony is. Very much so. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so if we strip it right back, again, down to knowing myself, right? So our brain is a supercomputer, right? Our soul is love. Right, right, love, magnetism. Right, so with love, you can feel it, right? You don't, you can't buy it, you can't measure it. You can't put it in a cylinder, you can't put it in a box, you can't buy it, you can't, you can only feel love. Right, so it's a feeling, it's, that's, that's the force of love. It's pure, it's magnetism. A computer does not have a feeling. Okay, now emotions are different from feelings, and a, pe a lot of people get confused in both. So the emotions are the programmed traumatic response, let's say, that have been instilled, installed within the computer, right? So now, now being empathic, and again, there's more labels than empath, a high okay empath, a super empath, fucking hell, it's divide and <laughs> conquer again. But soul feels soul. So if somebody's sad, you'll feel that. Okay, and that's a soul recognition, right? And that's just a, a negativity. And I don't mean as far as being negative mindset, but actually the polarity, negativity, you feel that. So like, oh, so everybody's, every soul, like when I say everybody, because that's dangerous because a body necessarily doesn't have a soul. Every soul will feel that polarity of positivity or negativity. And if somebody's down, then... Let's, let's scrap the empath. You feel that. Yeah. But those emotions, if somebody gets upset because they, somebody said an insulting joke, that's just a program that's been installed inside of the mind. So going back to it again, the brain has just been programmed to be like a computer, to think, to process like a computer, to count, to um, be in all these certain different beliefs. And, and everything is predetermined in many respects as well, Brandon. So what they're kind of, when I say they, those that have controlled this illusion, let's say that maybe they're not necessarily of soul. Yeah. So, okay. Go, go on. 
Uh, man, I was just going to say it's it's deep as shit what you're talking about here because just the fact, and, and I've talked about this, man, that there, you know, the idea of NPCs or non-playable characters here. You know, when you said this, all souls have a body, but not all bodies have a soul. This is what's very interesting. So are you saying, and this is just ideologically here, because again, you've sent me on this awesome rabbit hole. Are you saying that the people that do have souls here are the ones that are naturally drawn to this balance or this higher consciousness state, and they're here to raise the consciousness on the planet, and then people that are just bodies running around here, usually we associate this with the affectionately recalled uh, lizard turds that are kind of running the show here. Um so do you think that they're installations of this place, like that they are here to serve a purpose rather than have an experience like we are? Okay. Now I'm going to rattle a few cages with this. Now I used to be all about higher self and consciousness big time. Having done, and, and I think what's key for anybody that's, that's kind of going through an awakening now is actually asking the right questions because everybody goes right, and then they take take things as biblical and take to oh well, this guy said, you know, oh well, this guy said. So then they take it, and then it's like a Chinese whispers effect, a knock on effect, domino. So then it gets carries at speed. Now they've done a lot of studies, and what they found is that consciousness is electromagnetic. The world is electromagnetic. So now I mentioned that we're like three D printers. Do you remember the dodgems at the fair? Dodgems. Oh, oh, we yes, we we have talked about this. So for our American audience, uh, bumper cars is what he's talking about. Now, and uh, say your analogy because you and I spoke uh, before all of this about this. But please, yes. So dodgems are bumper cars for everybody out there in the American audience. Right. Okay. So if you imagine that our physical vessel is the bumper car. Okay, and as you know, bumper cars have that rod going up, which is electrically controlled, then turned on and off through the grid on top. So our soul should always be driving, right? But we're in a controlled arena where we have to dodge and bump into things. Now, scrap that aside, just place that image to the side. The consciousness is hive mind, right? So you've got all these people saying exactly the same stuff, right? The individuality has lost. Because the hive mind, now you take hive mind, let's take, let's bring a bit of um, TV into it, the Borg, right? Right, they've become, Borg have no soul, they're electrically controlled. So now we talk about NPCs. Now, if you, we don't, we don't truly know our history, right? We, we know, and if we kind of take a step out of the current belief system of, oh, well, this is the furthest we've got in technological, and they've only been cloning for like 50, 60 years. Let's hypothetically say that cloning has always been here, right, since day one, right? Now, and what's happened is over time, AI has fooled us, every civilization, to believe that those that are leading us, taking us to war, Alexander the Great, whoever it might be, right, whatever civilization, Egyptians especially, right room that those that lead us are of soul but what happens if they weren't and because of the spectrum of light now this is the key part right is the, the division of the spectrum of light that division is there because we cannot see our soul we can only feel that soul and this is why i push people to get into the feel of love but when that division is taken away we will see our soul in its full magnitude right and we'll see our true power 
And that's why there is this division, this controlled electromagnetic illusion is to keep us hidden from the core truth that we have been imprisoned and energetically harvested life after life to serve this controlled arena, let's say. I mean, man, so many things to unpack here. Um, first of all, I want to mention that um, dodgems is and uh, bumper cars are another way to divide everybody, right? So uh, this is, again, uh, something I didn't learn until I spoke with you about this. But over in the UK, they're called dodgems, meaning that the whole point of driving this car that's been fortified with this bumper around it is to not hit anybody, right? But over here, uh, it's very different. They're bumper cars. Like, the whole job is to smash into people as hard as possible and laugh when they drop their drink or whatever. Like, there's a different uh, motivation behind it. So if you took an American and dropped him over there, he'd just be banging into everybody and nobody would like it. Uh, same thing over here. You guys would just feel like you're getting picked on. But it's just culturally kind of the way that it's approached. So even bumper cars or dodgems, I like dodgems, it's adorable. Uh, just calling it that. <laughs> uh, it's something that's very, very interesting. Now, back to what you said about... The idea of leaning in and feeling with love. Now, what I really love about this is that is your true compass. This is even whenever like your parents say some shit and you're just like, I don't agree with that. You know, or I, you know, I disagree with that ideologically because it doesn't feel right. It doesn't resonate. Like when my mom and mom and I talk about Jesus and stuff, it just doesn't ring the same bells that it does in me as it does for her. And that's okay. Uh, It's no big deal. Man, and something you said about our history, of course, uh, right there with you. I need to hook you up with a few people. Um, I've noted it here, so don't worry about it. But I'm going to send you to a few folks that um, I just can't wait to introduce you to. But also, you know, this idea of templates and that there have been photographs of humans through history. I know Keanu Reeves is one. I think Putin's another one where you can, it's the same damn person, man, back through history and sort of these, these particular roles that they play always kind of in a spotlight, always kind of in a point of authority or in a point of adoration or something like that. Someone that this system says that you should pay attention to, strive to be like, and did the right thing, right? No matter what. Now, what's really interesting to what you said is back down, if we strip all of this down to when we're first brought here, when we first open our eyes into this place, we we have this these moments of purity to where no one's racist when they're born, man. No one, you know, is of love and queen and country when they're born. You have to be taught that you should be this way based on the programming or your environment, really, right? And so perhaps there's some guardians of this place that kind of control the environment. They like terraform the mentality of the people in that area to perpetuate this game or this illusion. Now, I really have more been looking at this like a school or like a game, like Hogwarts, right? Like Hunger Games. Like there's a system in place here. There's a few of us who are actually playing this thing and we're just running around through a haunted house that's trying to scare the shit out of you into not being your full potential, whatever that is. It's it's kind of a, a systematic, I guess, installation of this place that helps you to navigate this place and to grow. And it's it's like a video game. You know, you're your own superhero or a movie or something like that is just the way that I tend to enjoy looking at it. But when you say this about leaders being installed, because we can't verify our history, man. And the more I think about that, the more what you said makes so much damn sense to me. So much damn sense. Because of course they would install leaders and ideologies and systems in place for you to pay attention to as history, as fact, and then just keep those loops going. Because I think that there have been several cycles that people have realized within uh, uh, dictatorships, within societies. I think uh, the longest democracy is like 250 years and we're on our 247th over here in the U.S. So, and a lot of shit's going crazy. So maybe that's it, you know, um, 
that about every now and then the system kind of resets itself and, and then starts over in the same way. And then the system sits there and goes, okay, well, how many people are still going to play the same game and not wake up from it and realize what it is? And maybe that's the game, right? That you are here to figure this thing out and to break down the illusion. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, questions out to the, to, the, to, to the viewers. When you woke up, let's say, were you tired, right? Our souls are tired. Right. And this is, let's go back to that. Let's not get attached to, to it. Right. Our souls are tired. We, we want to break Babylon down. We want to burn it down. We want to live the life that we remember. And it's not a logical thought. It's a feeling. And so idealistically, the, the way personally I see it is, is detaching from everything because, right, let's take this into, um, AI now. Okay. So AI, a lot of people will disagree with me. I, I don't really give a shit, um, but <laughs> AI has always you. been here. So it, it's a quantum, it's a quantum computer. We don't really know what's in a earth, right? We don't really know what's going on in Antarctica, but what, how do you keep a, a computer cool? Right. How do you keep, you keep it super cool. Right. Okay. Yeah. I saw a penny Brilliant. drop then. Brilliant. Right. Brilliant. Okay. So now let's look at Endor, Return of the Jedi, right? Han Solo goes down to take down the deactivator shield. Yeah. Antarctica puts up the dome, right? This electromagnetic dome around us. This is my feeling. This is just the, the, the gut feeling that I get. I can't prove it. I've got no sources. It is a source. Trust me, bro. It is totally, but this is my gut feeling is that Antarctica is key because it has got holds a lot of stupidly high tech, stupidly high tech stuff, right? Which is beyond our comprehension, right? So now let's take this into Westworld. Have you seen Westworld? Oh yes. Yeah. This place yeah. I compare a lot between the uh, matrix and Westworld. It's kind of a blending between all of those. Absolutely. Now, do you know what's really, really sneaky, right? Is that they've made us by, by projecting that into our minds. They're making us feel like we are AI, but actually at the core, don't forget we are the soul. Yeah. So it's inverted, right? Everything's inverted. So we are actually the souls that have been trapped within the AI body. Right. And then we're playing out these belief systems, doing the 3d printing, building our own jail, going along happily by the, those that come back into life, consciousness transferal into a new body, soulless, purely electrical, right? They're feeding this soul system. It's not a solar system. It's a soul system. So our magnetism is used against us. Then we talk about gravity as well. I don't really want to get into that because I've got nothing to back this up. But the feeling that I get is that our souls, right, we could once fly, right? But I, I feel that the, the gravity thing is being used against us. The electrical overlay, the grid, the astral realm, it is part of this illusion, and then you talk about the people in the spirituality and astral projecting and psychics. They're actually just being used as pawns, okay, through the AI, right? I and mean, if you think about it, everybody's a, everybody is a smith, right, in, in that respect. Right, AI, let's, then let's look at the electromagnetic, sorry, I'm, I'm a bit scattered at the moment because I'm trying to get to something, but look at the electromagnetic waves. You've got alpha, beta, theta, delta, gamma. It doesn't matter what state we're in, whether we're meditating, whether we're asleep, our dreams are not our dreams. Our thoughts maybe aren't our thoughts. So the electromagnetic waves coming in to our mind, 
right, projecting and controlling us, just like in Westworld, right, where we see that, you know, everything is working around and controlling that situation or that scenario to play out. And the, probably the hardest thing will be for people to maybe grasp that that technology is way beyond our Bluetooth or Wi-Fi that we have at the moment. It's so advanced and it's always been here. Sorry, Dude, man. No, don't you dare <laughs> apologize for that amazing thing you just said. Uh, it, it's fascinating because, yes, now looking at Antarctica like that, super cooled for a super huge computer. Uh, what's under the ice or whatever's there has always been very highly contested. The fact that it's, you know, all of these countries signed the Antarctic Treaty and it's the one thing the world can agree on. And that's it, that nobody should be going down there. That's very interesting. As well as like heads of state and stuff, all these huge people. I know John Kerry went down there um, the day of or day before the election that was just huge and uh, for Trump's deal. And uh, it, it's this wild thing about all these people go down there. Buzz Aldrin went down there. All this stuff that, yeah, man, maybe this is what is projected around this area. And there's not... You know, I'm, uh, I, I love the Flat Earth conversation. I love it. I absolutely do. One of the, I guess, just challenges that I have ideologically with it is the dome thing. But there's a lot of indicators that point to at least some sort of electromagnetic energy field that is around us. You know, I mean, even, even the lying-faced liars of NASA will tell you that the Van Allen radiation belts are going to be a challenge to get through, even though we already did that a few times, right, allegedly. But this idea that there's something here casting a net, and I mean, back to John Carpenter's They Live, that's what the whole apparatus was. It was an antenna that broadcast a signal that then people couldn't see what was really going on. And those creatures that were running the show were organic in that sense. But the way that you put it is very interesting because the whole clone thing, man, the whole um, these leaders and these uh, leaders in air quotes, guys, huge air quotes. Those are the things that seem to be running the show that are kind of on board with each other, but also battle each other in this, you know, uh, theater that we get to watch, you know, being played out all around us. And then we, as the souls experiencing this place, kind of are drug into this ideology that uh, you should be against this person because they speak a little different language than you, or they're a different color skin than you, or they believe in a different hell than you do. You're like, you're both going to hell from each other's perspective, but they believe in a different one. And it's this kind of idea that perpetuates this division. breaking this down, man, this is giving everybody the glasses, conversations like this and people like you right here. This is why I'm so damn excited to get you on and talk to you about this. So um, what, what do you think about our ancient history? And like, I, I love though the idea that these high technologies have been here and the illusion that we've been going from stone age to now, um, kind of in this, uh, you know, fake way of looking at history linearly, but maybe it's not true. Maybe this is the most advanced damn holodeck you've ever seen. Absolutely, dude. It is, without a doubt. <clears throat> holodeck, perfect. Right, so the holodeck, now, <clears throat> this is for the spirituality lot. The holodeck is an augmented reality. That is no different than the astral realm. You know, when people say, oh, I go to the Akashic Records, or I go and do this, I go and do that. It's not real. It's an augmented reality. If you go and try and change your scrolls, your story, nothing actually happens, right? So it's, again, it's creating this belief system where people are going in and they're astral projecting. Now, you've got to ask the question, why in the fuck would the CIA release the gateway experience, yeah. right? We know the CAI, let's rephrase them, right? our controlled opposition. Now, why would they give all this information? Why would they release Tesla's stuff? Why would they release all this documentation? 
right? It's all to keep people believing that, hey, I'm going into this dimension and I'm doing this. And you know what? This is from my experience. I was going through dimensions. Guess what? It's fucking mind control. It's mind control on a level far beyond that anybody wants to admit. So, yeah, dude, we're on a multi-layer. And don't forget, it's the di- <laughs> I'm giving you a meltdown. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're giving me the best kind of meltdown, meltdown because it all makes sense in this way. Like when I talked to a guy named uh, Paul Askoff, had him on the show, Flying Disc Press. Um, brilliant. His um, idea uh, about the phenomena, UFOs, um, Bigfoot aliens, all that, is that it's interdimensional. Now, from your perspective, now that we've filtered this through the lens of perhaps this is a huge AI control system, sort of like the Matrix, which we do talk about quite a bit, and that you're just kind of inserted in here to have the experience you are or to be harvested, your energy and all that. I'm not a huge fan of the prison planet idea, planet idea rather, but the more you look at it through this lens, the more actually it makes a shitload of sense because something I pay attention to a lot, and I know a lot of people do, is the subjectivity of these high strangeness phenomena and how something I've pointed out. If you get, from my observation, it seems like with all the people that I've talked to in uh, cases that I've studied, for people who get multiple contacted multiple times throughout their lives, then it's one entity that contacts you the whole damn time. If you're met with the grays, you get grays the whole time. Now, there's, again, a few exceptions to this rule, but pretty much that's it. The people who see poltergeists, they don't generally get alien contact. The people who are big fans of the Chupacabra, you know, aren't having uh, ghost stories to tell you. They have these extra phenomenal that can be viewed as augmented reality, right? Because they're placed into this reality. Even when you talk about contactees, how they talk about screen memories and how the only reason that they could even see what was really or what really happened to them is whenever they go back and regress and find out that something that was projected in their reality. I know I always use the example, but it's the most common one of an owl standing there and then they have three hours of missing time. It's like, oh, turns out I actually am reinterpreting that time period in my life as an extraterrestrial contact of something that was put a screen memory over my mind as to not be as jarring. But when you look at it through this lens, dude, then what this tells me is that everybody basically under this model has your own IP address and that they know you, they know what you think, they know what your beliefs are, they know your indoctrination. They know that if you... You know, having your death experience or something that you expect to go to heaven, then they let you go to heaven. And then you can come back here and tell everybody what you saw, which is extra, extra, extra. But it only applied to this person. And then a lot of people will say, well, this is proof heaven is real. Maybe. I mean, but really what it is, is this person had an experience that validated what they expected to see. And so therefore, you get what you expect. And this is where I think a lot of the manifestation ideas and things like that come in. The alignment, right, is when you really kind of gear up with your electromagnetic body and you work in harmony or the balance like we're talking about between brain and soul. This is what offers you this type of experience. Fascinating, dude. Absolutely fascinating. I, The, the more I look at it like this and that they're all just AI-controlled meat suits that have been cloned, you know, because then we talk about hybrids and shit, this this is fascinating to me. I, you're you're melting my mind in the best way possible, dude. I'm going to take it to another level, please. <clears throat> okay, Earth, in a nutshell, is one fuck off genetic laboratory. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So now we talk about the Greys. Now we talk about the reptilians. Now we talk about 
the Pleiadians, by the way, that so happen to look a bit like Hitler's master race. Yeah, go figure, yeah. huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, big shit, huh? <laughs> okay, right. So, Earth in a nutshell. Excuse the pun again. Yes, right? thank in you. Laboratory. Right, so then let's look at the greys, right? Um, I'm being an experiencer as well. I've been taken four times that I vaguely remember. Very cool. Um, yeah, uh, we have <laughs> allies. I, I, I say yeah in this kind of way um, <laughs> because they, they've, they've, right, so they've got brains. They're controlled as well. Right, people talk about the reptilians. Are they real? Are they not? Is it a psyop? We don't really, really know. What we do know is that genetics can be tinkered with. We, we know that. It's, if it, and you, if you use the mindset that it's always been here. So reptilians are still AI's pawn, right? The greys are still AI's pawn because anything that has a brain goes back to the mainframe, M-A-I-N, mainframe. So everybody is still controlled. So we're all slaves, even those that are controlling this illusion are slaves. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how I, that's how I look at it. It's just, I haven't, um, you know, with two letters, you've just completely changed this entire thing, which is wonderful uh, because it does offer sort of a logistical mechanistic way in which this place operates. Now I've been saying for a while now that it, it does feel like they're employees of this place and that their job is to dick with you and to keep this illusion going. Your job is to figure it out or the game or the ride or whatever you want to call this place. And whenever you talk about this in this way, it lights me up to no other because it, it starts making so much more sense. And this is where the Mr. Smith phenomena comes in. Because like in the movie The Matrix, uh, any Smith or any representative of The Matrix can just shift into any human here uh, without a soul or somebody plugged into the matrix which would be another representation of this ai controlled meat bag that's walking around yes they have a brain because that's the computer that's the receiver it's necessary for this organic environment uh, organic now is in air quotes for me so thank you uh and it it seems like that you know they whenever you do start to talk about and we've talked about that there's something very famous here called the mr smith effect and it's when you're standing around and you're talking to new people or just anybody really and you bring up hey you know uh why do you guys think the earth is round? And then you see this woo, this wipe go over their face, this fluoride stare, this dead eyed thing. And some entity pops in and takes over and they start parroting the same lines, you know, that everybody has been taught to memorize in response to this type of conversation in a defensive way, in a no, we can't talk about this because it shatters my program way. Again, the programming, all of it makes so much more damn sense, man. It's terrifying and brilliant all at the same time. Mm. Well, and you know what? What's happened is, I, I, like I said, I don't read. I have my core awakening. So I'll be sharing a lot more, like I said, on the website, because I've had so many experiences, whether it's Ouija board, seances, out-of-body, NDEs. Let's talk about near-death experience, right? Yeah. Everybody comes back, will say, I saw God, I saw Jesus, and they become a newborn Christian, right? They become a born again. Right. The point being is that they didn't fucking die. Right. That's what it, and, and people put the weight on it. It was a near death experience. They didn't die. They should just call it. I didn't die experience. Yeah. Right? The, because if they were dead, they almost would, dead experience. Yeah. 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 Almost. Yeah. Dead. Dead. Right. The point being. Right. So the point being, go back to the, the, the whole AI, right. The, uh, the brainwave states, the neural, neural, 
pathways are still running. The brain is still functioning. Okay, so you stop breathing for 10 minutes, but the brain is still functioning. Right, if you've taken DMT, again, I've taken hallucinogens, psilocybin, psilocybin, sorry, uh, DMT, um, and that's helped me push through this illusion once more, right, is that that's just affecting our brainwave space. So just because you've got maybe a new age of there pushing saying, hey, you need to do DMT. Don't fucking do it, honestly, because it's just going to fuck your head up. And it's no different than a near-death experience because you're going into an augmented reality which is being projected into your mind, right? They call it the spirit molecule and they try to make it all woo-wooey, right? But actually it's fucking, it's incepting, it's beaming up a, a program into your neural pathway that you're believing. And that is no different than a near-death experience. Man, you've, you've really nailed it with this. And experience is so subjective that they do woo-woo woo the fact that it could just be a science that we haven't figured out yet or the science that's going on here, but they put these labels on it once it gets past a certain palatable point for their narrative, right? And so, you know, I mean, we look at this with the gaslighting in astrology. I mean, this is an example I've always used uh, used quite a bit as well as in astrology. Again, no matter whether you subscribe to the idea or not, there seems to be some interesting things to it in the fact that it's just observation, right? And But the government will gaslight you and say, uh, you know, and all these uh, leaders, air quotes, these representatives of the matrix, they will gaslight you and say, there's nothing to it. You're stupid for believing that. Oh, this is all dumb. But every sitting president has had an astrologer. Billionaires use astrologers. Millionaires do not. So what they're really in my mind doing is turning you away from the thing that's actually going to really help you crack the codes. It's like a good cheat code here for this system. And they gaslight it in the way that they don't want you paying attention to it because it's so effective for them therefore why would they want to empower you with this stuff so man and back to what you said about the inversion i got chills when you said that i've said the word that everything out there is inverted i don't know how many damn episodes now so absolutely dude i could not agree more now um I uh, want you to have the last word here. I, I am so fired up right now, and I know me and you could talk forever, but I know we have a hard out today. But So definitely uh, you will be being invited back on. Of course, listeners, all the ways to find him are going to be linked down in the show notes. You do have that new website up that's coming soon. So I went ahead and signed up for it. So whenever I'll be notified as soon as you go live on that, and y'all can do the same. So I'm going to include that in the show notes. But man sum up what you think is going on here and give us some hope, you know, for the next time that we speak and then we'll pick it up there. Some hope, Dude, you're absolutely right. Because a lot of people say, man, you're like the angel of fucking doom. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I like to think of it more of a, like a light bringer. Well, yeah. That sounds yeah. a bit terrible. I know people have connotations with that, but um, it's lightening up your neural pathways to look outside of the box. Now, in order to break out of the box, We've got to love ourselves, right? But in order to love ourselves, we've got to not use this. The oxymoron is maybe not to use the brain. Don't research the inside of a fart because you know there's shit behind it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and, and just trust your soul, man. Just always take yourself back to your childlike state. You didn't give a fuck. You wouldn't, you weren't a people pleaser. You just did and just love you, you know. Absolutely brilliant. Ben Rosenberg, all the ways to find you, brother, will be located down in the show notes, man. Thank you so much for your time. You will definitely be back on. Uh, Please sign off with that uh, fart analogy again, if you don't mind. Okay, of course, Brandon, thank you so much for having me. Dude, love you very much. You're awesome. And okay, the final analogy is 
Why do you need to research the inside of a fart when you know there's shit behind it? <laughs> Fuck me dead. I could have talked to Ben forever, and so he will absolutely be back. And I've actually got a really cool panel uh, for the insiders part of this show that uh, is going to be released probably early August. So definitely stay tuned for that, and Ben will be joining us for that. So uh, all the ways to find him again, guys, located down in the show notes. Just a fantastic dude with an awesome perspective, and all of it's important. It's it's so important to have these kind of conversations so we don't get lost in any one direction. Like that, Again, this is why I bring this up, and y'all know me. I, I really value all of these perceptions, and so this is why this is important. Like I said, especially as a great way to calibrate if we're getting a little bit too sucked into things um, and at the expense of our balance is how I'll put that. So, um, again, all the ways to find him, guys, located in the show notes. Ben, thank you so much again, dude. That was fucking awesome. We'll definitely have you back. Uh, Okay, so the uh, resource links located down there as well is going to be Food Forest Abundance, man. Check that thing out. Jim Gale's a sweetheart and an amazing guy, and he's got a cool shit thing going on. So, Check it out, guys. Food Forest Abundance. Also, Libsyn, if you want to start your own podcast, I highly recommend anybody that wants to do that or even has the half of an itch. Go ahead and scratch the shit out of that itch, man. The, having a show is the coolest damn thing I've ever done, besides marry my beautiful wife, and I do mean that. Uh, also down there is going to be Amazon. If you're going to buy anything through that demon beast, then go ahead and feed that uh, through our show. It, it, it helps the show. That's it. There's a link down there, and that's, that's the whole damn reason that I put it down there. Uh, also, Opus, the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support. Fascinating, fascinating, amazing resource, guys, for sure. So check them out. And as well, expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where you can sign up, become an insider with us. And you can find bonus episodes, all sorts of cool extra shit. And uh, it's just a really wonderful way to contribute to the show that contributes so much to your life as well. You know, uh, show the show some love that shows you love, right? Uh, I know that's silly and cheesy, but that's it. So uh, you guys go check that thing out. uh, Sign up so that we can all move to a greater, grander version of ourselves all together. And so you're not missing out on anything because there's a lot of extra stuff over there. All right, guys, go out into this beautiful, beautiful place. AI controlled clone meat bags or not. Uh, pick up a piece of litter, uh, go ahead and treat everybody as if they're not a clone meat bag and that maybe, you know, it's just a, another expression of you that's out here just trying to figure it all out. And a great way to do that is just smile, open doors, just be cordial. I mean, I know it's a dead art or it seems like a dead art, but it's not. Just be cordial. Smile at people. It, it goes such a long way just to be pleasant. That's all. It, it's just about being pleasant. That's what I'm an advocate for. Also, uh, get out of the left-hand lane. That's a pain in the ass. Um, Pick up that litter. uh, Sit it twice, and I don't mind that. Pick up two pieces of litter. Go ahead also while you're doing all that shit, guys. And y'all, buy somebody around you a coffee or a meal. Something super, super simple. Again, being pleasant like that, you, you will not believe the looks that you will get on these grateful people's faces because... It's so damn rare, and it shouldn't be. Again, I'm, I'm ready to stop saying it in the sense that it's rare. I'm ready for everybody just to go, yeah, yeah, that's just a thing. You can, you can stop saying that now. Also, guys, um, go out into this beautiful, beautiful place, whatever the hell this thing is, and y'all just be good to one another, damn it. Just be good to one another. Love the shit out of all of you, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.